Welcome back to Leave It on the Dance Floor. This is exciting. Today I am talking about Abby's Studio Rescue. That was a show that I did, uh, you know, a spinoff from Dance Moms, and I started shooting the day after my mother was buried. I was in Miami, Florida. We had the funeral service. Uh, they do an actual mass right there at the Catholic Cemetery, and it's all on site. It was gorgeous, absolutely stunning. And uh, we had the wake at a fancy restaurant in Miami, and literally, I'm talking to people, neighbors from Pittsburgh, and a producer took me by the arm, made me get out of the chair, led me out of the restaurant into a car to the airport. I was on a flight back to Los Angeles, and the next morning at 5, 6, whatever a.m., I was in hair and makeup for Abby Studio Rescue. I didn't want to do the show. I gave them 100 names to name it besides Abby Studio Rescue. A hundred names. Because I thought it sounded like bar rescue and I didn't want little kids at a dance studio to be compared with a bar situation. So that was it. We only did one season. I fought them tooth and nail. And wait till you see. Wait till you see why I was upset and you'll get it. You will totally understand. With the network buying all this equipment and everything for all these other studios that nobody even knows, which was really nice. But not for my studio, the person that made the millions of dollars or helped make the millions of dollars. Ridiculous. So without further ado, Michael, let's get into Abby's Studio Rescue. Yes. Uh, so we actually, guys, we watched episode three for this week's episode. The third episode and the studio was called That's Showbiz. Yes. And we actually have Debbie Donovan, who was the owner of that studio. And she has a lot to say. Um, and I think that we should definitely hear her out. I want her, our listeners to realize like this, you know, as Abby understands, being a business owner, being on reality television is not easy, especially when they're looking to, you know, fill drama and stuff. So just um, keep that in mind. They when want we're... to destroy you. Yeah. I didn't. It's... I wanted no, her to be didn't. a better dance teacher. Yes. And dance teachers in the United States do not have a license to teach dance. Listen up, people. In the United States of America, you do not need a license to open a dance studio. So Crazy. any mom out there can throw up a shingle and sign and say, so-and-so school of dance. There's yeah. no government uh, business or entity or uh, people that come into your business to check out your floors, to see what they're made of. How high are the ceilings? Is there a water fountain? Are your bathrooms clean? Are there enough bathrooms? Nothing. You can touch a child's body from the age of two, whatever, to 18, and nobody, nobody is checking you out. And that is nuts to me. And Debbie actually was a choreographer and still is for, I think she said, over like 30 years. So let's get her on the phone. Um, and like I said, guys, we're going to hear her out. Um, I think she has a lot to say. So here we go. Let's see if she answers us. Hi, is this Debbie? Yes, it is. Hi, Debbie. Um, this is Michael, Abby's producer. And then, Abby, why don't you chime in? Can you hear Abby? Hi, Debbie. How are you? Oh, hi, Abby. Good. How are you? Well, I'm hanging in there, you know, yeah, in, in the wheelchair. I know. I, know. I, I saw you were in Stratford, Connecticut um, a couple years back. 
Yeah, it was uh, 2019, Abby, right before oh. the pandemic. Okay, right before the pandemic. Was I doing a class? Yeah, you were doing a, a class. It was a tough run after that show aired, and I have to be honest, it still haunts me. I bet. Every, every few months, you know, I get someone that says, I saw your show. And I went, okay, well, you're here now. Does it look that way? And they say no. And, you know, things move on. But it is very uncomfortable. And something, had I been told that that's what was going to happen, I would have never done it. Obviously, no one would do that to themselves. Just out of curiosity, I, I, I'm not on the other side. On Abby Studio Rescue, I was an executive producer. But it's in name only. It's just kind of to shut you up. Oh, yeah, let's let her have an EP credit. But I didn't do any of the planning. I didn't find the studios. I didn't see uh, videos that people sent in that needed help. And I was under the assumption that it was more of a house makeover show for dance studios. It was more about the paint and the colors and the logo and the T-shirts and the, the building. Not so much about the teacher and the students and the dancing. I was just to yeah. pop in and give you some ideas and help you with this building. And that's how it was sold to us, you know. Is that what you were told? My daughter Molly was leaving for college that um, during that time she had just left. She was in the dance company, the UMass Dance Company, which is known all over the country as one of the top dance companies. And they wouldn't even let her come near me. They wouldn't. My mom was a dance teacher. They wouldn't let her come in the door it was nuts it, it so was really so crazy. the producers wouldn't let your daughter come and be on camera no not at all because I, it was in favor know. of you like because exactly. that's crazy the, everything exactly it was the craziest experience i have ever had and i have to tell you i came out of the hospital with a heart issue three days before we started filming and it, it's been so stressful um even now i had a mom come up to me a few weeks ago i do um musicals now so i you know cast musicals and we've been quite successful bringing in kids singing acting dance so you don't teach anymore on a regular basis dance well we would like to if you could help us with that and <laughs> tell them that you know we've been dance teachers i went to school for dance i went to uh, college for dance. My where where did you go to teacher. college for dance? I went to Southern Connecticut State University and studied under Phyllis Grande. For and what was your major? What did they call it? Dance. It was musical theater. Musical dance theater. My, yeah. Okay, and then so jump ahead so, to to now. What are you doing now? You said so you cast musicals. We, yes, we've been. Um, auditioning for musicals. We've done Matilda. We've done Annie. We just finished um, Disney's Descendants. And now we're in the middle of uh, 101 Dalmatians and getting ready to cast Beauty and the Beast. So okay, so been, so this is local community theater or is this children's yes. theater? Yep, children's local community theater. And I run it out of a church, which is wonderful. They have a stage and I have a nice big space and I've been there for a while now and I love it. Well, that's wonderful. So you're you're casting it and do you direct or just produce yeah, or? No, I direct. I've been doing that since I came out of school. I've been directing shows since probably 19, 
I don't know, 90. Okay. All right. So you're working out of like a church basement, like a church hall and, and you have, and you have a, they have a stage there. So you're putting these productions on now. How, if if you don't mind me asking, how does this make money? How is this your livelihood? Well, we sell tickets and of course we buy the rights of each of the shows. Right. And then we're able to sell tickets and program ads and um, I have great people who help me that also work in other local community theater companies, and it's been fantastic. So do the kids pay for acting? Do you actually teach the acting yes. or the dance or the voice lessons? Of course, yes. Oh, you, te- you teach it as well as other people? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to clarify because some, I know our listeners, sometimes kids go to a dance studio and they take their dance classes. They go somewhere else to a voice teacher. The voice teacher comes to them. They take a voice lesson, right. and then they audition for local community theater to be in a show. They're not really studying at the place where the show is taking place. Right. They study well, elsewhere. Yeah. No, we teach um, musical theater classes, obviously musical theater, dance. And um, I do have someone who works with me that teaches a voice. And um, it's been great. And it's, it's uh, Debbie, I'm so sorry to interrupt. So it's called the sure. Broadway CT, right? Or the Broadway Connecticut? Yes. yes. Great. The Broadway CT. And so now if people want to find out more about you, where can they you know, follow you? Where can they um, find out a little bit more? Because, you know, a lot of our listeners are on the East Coast. And, you know, I'm sure, sure. that they would love to, you know, experience this. Musical theater is amazing. And every time I teach one of my big classes I do an event and uh at the end I do a mock audition for the kids and it always comes down to singing and I look at these parents and I'm like you you spend all this money for dance lessons and costumes and entrance fees to competitions and your kid can't even sing so I I, the being involved I think my I'm sorry I don't mean to interrupt you my daughter lives in the city now and um our space is so big with a beautiful wood floor you should come teach a workshop i would love to invite me out there and i'll come i'm going to be on the east coast uh november and december so maybe we could do a little christmas thing i would love that because i think that would really help me I always tell people when they ask me about the show, and it doesn't come up too much anymore. It's been almost 10 years. But I always say, you know, reality TV is not always a reality. And and I guess they understand that because most of them will stay or come back and do another show. But I always have to, like, prove myself because they can go right on YouTube and watch me. Well, that's that's true. And I I live with it every day. You know, I was... I'm sure. I went to I went away to a staycation for eight and a half months because of the way I was depicted yes. on a show. So I get it. I, now, what about the children I, that were in that particular episode of Abby Studio Rescue? Where are those well, kids my, now? My niece, Mia, just left yesterday for University of Rhode Island. Oh. Um, she, yeah. The other little kids, I, they're all grown up. Obviously, now, 10 years later, most of them are either graduating high school or most are in college or even beyond. Um, But I don't really see any of them. Now, after the show, after the show experience, 
the the actual t- filming of the show. Did those kids stay with you after we did that showcase, or did they leave? They they did for about a year, and uh, I had such a desire I couldn't even function. Um, to be honest, I had like a mental breakdown. I was kooky. <laughs> um, couldn't get myself to do what I was normally doing. You know, it was all about what are they thinking of me. What are they looking at me? You know, my son and I, my little guy at the time, and I were chased out of the mall um, and they wanted to see my BMW. And I'm like, what? This is just so crazy. So we we had a lot of experiences like that, you know, Mm -hmm. where um, I was a real bad guy and stole people's money and so not true. Now, did they... The, those so-called fans, if you will, let's call them fans because they are fans of the show. Uh, right. They just, you know, just like Kathy was the nemesis. She was the arch rival, uh, the enemy. Right. So that's how maybe you were depicted. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you can laugh or cry. And I find right. it better to laugh. So maybe, I don't know if you reached out to me or tried to call me or contact me or email me. I could have given you some pointers on, you know what, laugh it off, bring them all out and say, hey, come on out, look at my BMW, let's take a picture and play into I it. I don't drive a BMW anymore. I gave that up because I'm like, you know, if this ever comes at me again, which today you contacted me, yes, I don't ever want to be depicted as that kind of a person ever again. You mm-hmm. know? Okay. Well, I just um, meant like right after the show, you know, when you kind of play into it, like it was acting and you were doing a show and it was not musical theater, but theater and you played into it like, Oh my God, did you see me? Wasn't it hilarious? Come yeah, out, take like, a picture with like the car. Like if anybody comes up to you, just be like, Oh, didn't you realize it was an act? <laughs> cause yes. then, cause then people will, you know, you know, take it, you know, the different way. Then but. they're like, Oh, okay. And that's how I explain it. And actually, Abby, I did reach out to you. It was a very long time ago um, on Facebook. Cause you and I are, friends on Facebook, which I don't even look at anymore. I, you know what? I don't operate my own Facebook, and it's really difficult because a lot of friends from high school, from Pittsburgh, people that, yeah. you know, parents have died, and I knew them well, this type of thing, it's all on Facebook, and I never see it, and I can't get to it, and that, that upsets me. Yeah, it's hard. But anyway, so I did another thing after the show, and I just want to give you guys a a heads up because you never know it may come up one day i started a company called glam jam and the ballerinas against bullies organization oh um right right after the show literally right after the show so tell our and listeners what is glam jam well it's gone now because i had to shut it down after the pandemic it was too much to travel and we were doing an event in the city and it got canceled because of the first few cases there um but anyway i've worked with liliana i've worked with ari lopez i've worked with um what the heck is her name the little girl that uh eliana eliana thank you we've had such a great time with all of them i did that for a few years we did photo shoots um, even Stacy is a photographer. She did a photo shoot for, for our organization. We had a lot of fun. And even we even had JoJo at the studio. Oh, really? 
Okay. Yeah, we we had a great time, and I have thousands and thousands of pictures of all of us, um, which was so nice. Well, so something good did come out of it, because I don't think you would know those kids if it wasn't for the show. So it's nice that that was able to... Yes, yes. To be honest, the only one I think that really understands that I did the show because I know her the best would be Stacy, uh, Liliana's mom. Interesting. Well, Debbie, so where can they follow the Broadway CT? Um, They can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Broadway CT. And we have a website, thebroadwayct.com. And then I, I wanted to ask something else. The the bullies, yeah. ballerinas against bullies. What is, t- yes. Tell us about that. I, well, it was a great time. What we would do is bring in a leotard company, and um, the leotard company would give us leotards or um, clothing that pertains to dance, and we would do a full runway show. And then we would do a dance workshop. Um, one of you know my dance teachers would teach a workshop. Actually, Lily was in them, and Ellie was in them. Um, we even had uh, what is that little girl's name that one that had the? Uh, she even came. Um, trying to think of her name. Very famous little kid. She broke a world record. Sophia Lucia. Sophia Lucia, they came. So with the ballerinas against bullies, they had to make a um, a poster or write something, you know, about how they felt in the dance world and what, you know, had they gone through any bullying pertaining to dance. And so many had, you know, and it wasn't so much the dance mom's kids. They didn't really reach out or say anything, but there's a lot of little girls around the country that have been bullied and literally tortured by other dancers and it's just so unfair so we did that years i even did an event at disney world at epcot center we did a full show and then saw a show the runway shows for lily four hundred dollars one of my friends who's a designer in the city made her of this beautiful purple dress i have a photo of it and um Oh, please, please send that to Michael. I'd love to see it. Yeah, any old pictures that you have, even from the filming of, you know, Studio Rescue, if you have anything, or just even a picture with Abby at the time, I think our listeners would love to see it on social media. Do yes. You know, Abby and I really did not get many photos. It was ridiculous. I'm sure, yeah. But Debbie, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to call. I, I think that it's been, I think Abby has one more question, but I think it's just been nice for our listeners to kind of hear that you're a normal very kind (laughs) business owner and you're not a villain you just you know went on reality tv and unfortunately a lot of people including abby you know as business owners it's it's rough it's it's definitely rough abby i give you a lot of credit for still going i i just i'm very impressed thank you it's appreciated thank you then and I hope you consider coming November or December. I, I would love to. Let's get it on a calendar. Uh, one yeah, more question absolutely. to you, though. I have a question. The sure. space, the space that we helped make over a little bit, some yeah, of the repairs, that space. Did another dance studio go into your space? No, a church. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that was such a touchy situation. It, it was such a, a touchy 
situation because we had had so many problems over there and we were there for I think eight years at the time and and how I, I thought another knowing the East Coast area I thought if you moved out of there or closed your dance studio that's showbiz somebody else would go right into that place yeah no no okay interesting <laughs> and uh and uh the name now is broad the Broadway the Broadway I still own that showbiz dance theater school LLC Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, right. but uh, if people can follow or look you up, it's the Broadway CT. That's correct. Great. All right. That's correct. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time here at Leave It on the Dance Floor. Yes. Wonderful. Thanks so for calling in. And I will be in touch with when the episode drops, and we'll definitely keep the conversation going. Hopefully, you guys can get an in-person reunion soon. Absolutely. That would be wonderful. Okay, well, thank you so much. All no right. problem, Debbie. Have a good one. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Hmm. Interesting. She went to college for dance. And you always tell your students... You know, you always tell your students that maybe it would be best to pursue that, but also have a backup or go no, your no, no. major. I, I, don't, I never use the word backup. No backup plans. You, you have a plan. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't think that at 18 years old, if you're going to start a dance career, if you can't dance by the time you're 18, for a professional, I'm not talking about adults that want to go take a dance class mm-hmm. for exercise or just because you're your parents didn't put you in dance and you missed out on that. Please go. Please take class. Please enjoy and and introduce yourself to the world of dance. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about kids that have been dancing since they were two and a half, three years old, all the way to 18. Now they're going to go to college and dance again for four more years. Mm. You're going to injure your body, maybe. You are going to injure your mind, gotcha. probably. You are going to get a piece of paper that says that mommy and daddy paid or you took out loans. You paid for four years. Here you go. If you're not the right size, the right shape, fit in the costume, and are able to perform on the spot, then you're not going to work as a professional dancer. Yeah. That's that's it, point blank. Uh, now, if you don't want to work as a dancer and a working employable professional, but you want to teach in a school, you want to teach in a university or performing arts high school, that's different. You do need a degree in that. You do need a degree in in dance or uh, a fine arts degree. Gotcha. So that's one thing. Now I do know uh, in Pittsburgh, I could have taught in a big public high school for the arts that you have to audition to get Mm -hmm. in, blah, blah, blah. Uh, If I had any degree, I didn't need a fine arts degree or a degree in dance. It could be any college degree. So just, I want my students to always keep that in mind, to go to school in a big city where you can take dance, where there's opportunities to audition and do commercials or film or whatever. So you have Chicago, you have New York, you have Los Angeles. Pick a college that you can go to and then jump on the subway, go up to Broadway Dance Center and take a dance class for 20 bucks. Mm. If you don't like the teacher, you don't go back the next day. You'd go to somebody else. And you're in college, you get that teacher day one, you don't hit it off, you have them for the entire semester. And guaranteed, you're going to have that same teacher for another class in your major throughout the next four years. So be nice and sweet and sit in the front and be the teacher's pet 
or really think twice about that. Because when you come out and you go to an audition, nobody asks to see that piece of paper. Mm. No one. However, you might make connections. You might meet people. Maybe there's a guest choreographer. And you meet them through that channel. Then, boom, you get a job. So, you know, different, different strokes for different folks. Not too long ago, I was in the hospital fighting for my life fighting a very rare form of cancer, Burkitt lymphoma, choking my spinal cord, knocking at death's door, and having to go through 10 very invasive rounds of chemotherapy. I never thought I'd be able to stand on my own two feet again, let alone teach dance. It wasn't until Dancers Against Cancer visited me during my recovery to help in my time of need that I realized their incredible mission. They have created an alliance in the dance community that provides financial support and inspiration to dance educators, choreographers, studio owners, dancers, and their families who have been impacted by cancer. The I'm a Dancer Against Cancer campaign was founded in 2012 in response to the loss of a young dancer from cancer. Since then, it has become a beacon of hope in the dance community, uniting dancers all over the nation. Join the fight against cancer and help make a difference with the dance community. For more information on how to get involved and make a one-time or even monthly donation, please visit imadanceragainstcancer.org backslash donate. Again, please get involved and make a difference within the dance community. Visit imadanceragainstcancer.org backslash donate. So you said that when you did the first shoot of Abbey Studio Rescue, it was obviously right after your mother died. And how was it like, did you do the promos first where you had like the sledgehammer in your hand? All of that was after. No, I did, I think three or four episodes till we got back to Los Angeles. And then that was a great shoot. No, that was, that shoot was really crazy. I know because one of the cameramen, the DP, the director of photography, he, got dirt or sand or something on the camera. Oh. And it was a big fiasco. It was like, Whoa! Because, I mean, even just the intro video that you did with, like, the paint and everything like that, with the roller. That was like shot, do you know, honestly, I cannot remember. It was dark. I know that the, the room was pitch black when I was throwing that sledgehammer. And Diana did all that. My boots... The goggles, yeah. the sledgehammer. I, I wanted it all. I bought it all. And then I said, you got to rhinestone this up. My shoes, the work boots, were that was amazing. We did that. Oh, yeah. The, the producers didn't do that. Lifetime had nothing to do with that. We did that. And then I went and I had all this stuff. And the guy was like, oh. But they wanted me to break glass. And the glass flew somewhere. And that was the issue. Gotcha. Did I break glass in it? Do I smash glass? Yeah, I mean, you had the sledgehammer and you broke down what looked like a wall, like a brick wall. Yes, so, I remember that. Yeah, we'll definitely be posting that 
on uh, the at Leave It On The Dance Floor Instagram for those of you who aren't following us yet. Uh, um, there's people that aren't following us yet? What's that about? Well, a lot of people are obviously following you at The Real Abby Lee, but you know, not all of them realize that we post some little soundbite clips that you know are uh, on Instagram okay. or on TikTok. But you know, just that reminder, if you guys want to watch the full episodes, oh. this is our 10th episode. Woo! Which 10 is, podcasts. That's nuts. It's nuts. And uh, we took a little break because Abby's traveling right now. We just did three sold out crazy events in New York. On crazy Long events. Long Island. Give it to them. And Queens. Yes. And uh, sold out event. Like when I say sold out, it, you cannot fit another kid in that room. Mm-hmm. It just, it's way too tight to be safe. And then we feel bad because then we have people who come to the door. And then the worst thing for me is when I have to tell them, I'm so sorry, we can't. But like you said They're to Debbie. Kids. Yeah. Like you said with Debbie, you're going to plan to be back here right. um, very soon. The East Coast loves you. But um, All right. So, so Studio Rescue. Yes. So I that wasn't this shoot. Th- this, no. Okay. So hold that up for a second. Yes. Let me have that. Yeah. Here you okay. go. Okay. So... I'm leaning on this, right? There's a guy, a really hot guy, sitting down here on the floor, pushing his back as hard as he could against this pile of point shoes so it wouldn't just fall over. Like, it was a big pile, and I'm leaning on it, and it just started to go down and down and down and down. I don't know what they were thinking. This wasn't the original concept idea. It was a pyramid of point shoes, and I don't even know where all these point shoes went. (laughs) Okay, so there's a hot guy sitting down here. And then I shot other pictures, and they're in overalls. And you're going to see that right now. Those guys, Abby, hubba hubba, as you would say. So where did you find them? Because In a catalog. Yeah. It's amazing. Girls, you just go to Los Angeles. You get a big book catalog from the modeling agency, and you just flip through it and say, I will take him. I want him. Give me a side of this one. And uh, it's like a menu. That's how it works. I wanted the one guy uh, because, uh, what is his name? You have to find it. Yes. Our lovely men will remain anonymous for right now as far as the names go. All right. So the two hot guys, I picked them out of a catalog. One, the dark-haired guy I liked because he reminded me of John Carella, but Mm. a better-looking, taller nicer mm-hmm. John Corella. And then uh, the other guy was a high school football player. That's what he looked like to me. And I love that. And he had his hair long mm-hmm. and curly and crazy, like an Afro almost. And so they made him cut his hair. So then th- they said to me, this guy has long hair now. Do you want him? I go, nope, I want exactly what the picture looks like. And they sent him out, the modeling agency, his, his agent, Sent him out to get the haircut before he came. Really? Yes. After the shoot that night, it was a long shoot, and there's so much to talk about. I know. Something else happened oh, the what? day of the shoot. Okay, what? So the day of the shoot, Mackenzie Ziegler, Mac Z, her song was not released, but it was found. So when you upload to iTunes, for any of you young artists out there listening or parents of young artists who think they're artists, uh, when you upload to iTunes, you upload it and it sits there for several days until you say, 
you're releasing the song or mm-hmm. the song's premiering or whatever on your social media. The song is already there and the kids found it, the public found it. And I get this panic phone call from uh, my producing partner saying, what are we going to do? The song got, got, what is that called? Uh, leaked. The song was leaked. What should we do? I said, we have to go with it. Yeah. Let's just go with it. So I took a marker and poster board and made signs and held them up for my Instagram saying, we're at you know, 500,000. Can we get to a million? Let's get to a yeah. million. Let's do this. Let's do that. Da, 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 da. By the end of the night, Maxi's, it's a girl party, was number one on iTunes, the number one selling song on iTunes. The next day, it was in the UK, mm-hmm. number one, went to number one in the UK. I was sitting on a plane, taking off in the flight, you know, the plane takes off and it's going up and up and you're going to lose all of your Wi-Fi. And I was like, we have to get it, we have to get it, we have to get it. And right as the plane took off, it was number one in Australia. So thank you everyone that bought it. It's a girl party went to number one in three countries. So that's pretty amazing for me who had never produced a, a song before. Yeah. I had a music group years ago. Really? Called the Glitter Girls. Okay. Yes. Uh, but it didn't get to production. It didn't get to iTunes. It, it, you know, it didn't really go yeah. anywhere. It's hard. And, it's not easy. Oh, no, it's not easy. Especially in Pittsburgh, it wasn't easy. Yeah. We've been in another city. So anyway, that that's the deal. So on that day, while I was shooting, every half hour, we were making a sign and posting this. So it got a little crazy. And when it went to number one, we had to go celebrate. So... I took the crew, everybody that was shooting, the photographer, uh, the art people from Lifetime, and the models, um, all out to dinner to Mastro's, a big steakhouse in Los Angeles. And we we wined, we dined, we celebrated. We celebrated a great shoot that it was over, thank goodness. And I'm still using these pictures, so thank you. Which, since it's our 10th episode, we are giving away 10 Lucky ALDC elites, a signed picture of Abby Lee. There it is. I watched her sign them last night, guys. So yes. anybody who says that they are fake, you're yeah, all full of you know what. I probably have marker on my arm yes. somewhere. Yes. Uh, but all you have to do is be an ALDC elite on Patreon or YouTube Premium. Uh, we're going to do a raffle and 10 lucky winners are going to be selected. And it's go. super exciting because 10 weeks, 10 really insightful episodes i think and we just filmed with by the end of today we'll have another four or five more guests done you're gonna love it and it's just been really cool i think what do you think after 10 episodes you know this is our 10th after like i know the podcast was a little bit rough i had to do a little convincing for you but what do you michael wanted me to do this podcast and i said i don't want to talk about the show i don't want to talk about it anymore it's over and done with i i just however Everybody that we're having on, these are good times. The, the, well, this this particular, you know, Dolly Dinkle, Debbie Donovan wasn't. But I think in the long run of it, uh, working, seeing, reminiscing with Rachel Sage, with uh, Rochelle Rock, because we see each other socially, we bump into each other, we talk. However, it's not like just sitting down and you remember things, mm-hmm. things that I didn't realize or I didn't know about, or I wasn't privy to that information with the with the producers. Like this woman, this Miss Debbie, I didn't know she. they wouldn't let her daughter in. They wouldn't let this one in or that one in or whatever. I, I didn't know that. 
I would have taken a picture and met them. I mean, that's no and big that's deal. a shame, you know, because I'm sure that she she said that she's reached out, but I'm sure she felt a little weary on reaching out. Remember, even Kathy before we you know got you guys back together, she was a little weary about reaching out. And I think that just this platform is just a really great place to look back on all the great things that you got to accomplish. Right, and and great times. I mean, just Rachel Sage saying, you know, you used over 20 of my songs. That's, yes. that's incredible. And Rachel and Rochelle will be our next guests. Yes. This is going to be airing before them, but Abby just got to announce it to you guys. Oh, it's sorry. been No, no, that's it's fabulous. Great. They they both have posted about it, so, you know, the fans out there definitely know. Rachel uh, does an amazing performance. We're not going to spoil too much, no. but you guys just have a lot of really exciting episodes to look forward to. Uh, especially and if you listen, if you listen, if you're in your car driving or you're on a train or whatever, and you're listening to all this, uh, I hope you don't get sick of my voice, number one. But I think you realize that there was so much more going on in, in bad, horrible situations and also in wonderful artistic yes. uh, situations. Yes. It was both. There were amazing highs and horrific lows. This show today we're talking about abby studio rescue i didn't want to do it uh they wanted another spinoff for me they were just i felt like they were just squeezing every bit of my soul out of me to do this to do that and just to explain i've explained it before but i'm going to tell our listeners today i shot 13 episodes of dance bumps then a clip show a special and there was a kid's special or maybe something else that I also had to work on. You don't see me on it, but I was working. So the reunion shows, all that. So let's say 16. Mm-hmm. So I did 16, then I did 16. That's 32. Homeschooler, stay with me here. Okay, so that's 32. And then I went off and did a spinoff. I did another 13 episodes of Abby Studio Rescue. So add that up, 32 and 13, 45. I was on television 45 weeks out of the year with new content, Which a is new nuts. show. There's only 52 weeks in the year, people. And 45 of them, I was doing a show on television. My question, though, because I personally always loved Abby Studio Rescue. Or gave I know, but me... I wanted to go back to my studio. Of course. I wanted of course. to get and my then... studio painted. Exactly. I wanted to get my ballet bars fixed. I wanted to get my stuff and, done. You know, as a business owner, you know, I'm sure people could understand that that's rough to, you know, be responsible for getting all of these people who who were who needed the help, of course, you know. Yes. But at the same time, you know, it would have been nice to give that shout out to the different bar companies or the flooring on your own studio because you tried. But my question yeah, is, we should delve into that. I th- and let yeah, people know I, yeah, really what went on in Los Angeles. Yeah, and we've we've spoken about it on this show a little bit. And my question is, if you ever were approached about doing a similar show, maybe you know, I was thinking maybe like going to hotels and trying to wake people up and realizing what's accessible and what's not accessible. That's just a huge thing. Abby Studio Rescue, I thought was more of a makeover show, mm-hmm. and I wanted to be. HGTV. That's what I wanted to do. I love design. I like colors. Even though I wear black all the time. The Property Brothers? I love color. I love design. I want to be a set designer, right? No, that's not what it was. Here I thought I was going to be the Property Brothers sister. Mm. That was me. I was going to be the Property Sister. And then little did you realize that all, I'm sure all of the studio owners were painted to look horrible. Well, they chose people that were losing their businesses, mm-hmm. failing miserably, uh, 
had other issues going on at home, whether it was with their husband or financial things with their own house or their own children. And that's what they go for. They go for the people that need help, that are in need of something, that are a hot mess. Let's just put it out there. People that are a hot mess. Then they have me come in, slam them for their teaching, for their dancers, for their space, because here I am with this beautiful, gorgeous studio in Pittsburgh that the television crew was slowly but surely destroying. Destroying. Mm -hmm. My roof with the guys up there trying to block out the light from the observation mezzanine when it was daylight out and would turn to darkness. They had to make it look dark the whole time, and they ruined the roof. I had it fixed probably six, seven times, and they still couldn't patch it. I mean, it would have a whole new roof put on. And then it was just this, that, the other thing, ruining the floors, breaking this, banging. You know, when you have a boom, it's a big, long stick with the microphone on the end of it. So if the kids aren't mic'd and they want to hear them, some tall guy leans over with this big boom. Well, guess what? The back of the boom, the stick part, banging into the mirrors, banging into the walls, making nicks, making dents. It, I mean, they were just very clumsy. That's why all you boys out there, take dance class, spatial <laughs> awareness, spatial awareness. Don't squat down to tie your shoe on a busy sidewalk in New York City because guess what? I'm going to run over you. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I just, you know, we'll definitely dive more into a lot of other episodes of Abby Studio Rescue. I think it was great that we got to actually have somebody who was on the show speak today. Right. For We're sure. going to take a look at it, right? Yeah. No, we, we definitely are. And I want to quickly highlight you brought the kids. You brought uh, Maddie, Mackenzie, Nia, and Kendall. Oh, I'm sure that was at my expense, too. Well, I'm sure. And you were even saying maybe you were doing an event that week in uh, right. Connecticut. I, probably yeah. in Connecticut, we were doing an event. So the kids came in for the show and then to be on it. And then they, we needed help there. The lady had like seven kids in her studio. And there was, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, she said that it was a very delicate situation with the landlord at the time. You know, I think that, you know, hey, listen, I found him know. to be just a regular old guy. Just yeah, just a regular guy that had a building that needed to get paid. He tried to work with her. She just wasn't doing it. She thought he should. You know, when you rent commercial space, it's different than renting an apartment. So in an apartment, when something goes wrong, you call the landlord and eventually they come and fix it. Mm -hmm. Depending on what building it is and who owns it, it could be fixed like that. And it's great. Or it could take months of fighting to get them to fix it, but they do. Commercials property, when you go in to rent a commercial space, it's as is, as is. It's what it looks like. You need to put your money into it. And we're going to talk about the studio that I should have rescued on the show was my studio. Yeah, I was going to say. In Los Angeles. <laughs> I, yeah. I, we should have done a whole one-hour special on the ALDC LA. Mm -hmm. That should have been an hour special show. Or and even the finale, it. or like, you know, I know that you were working on it after Studio Rescue was shot, but I mean, that would have been a really good, like, final episode, like finishing, like, Going, your walking studio. Walking into my studio and yeah. finishing it off. And it was, for those of you that came to LA and saw it or took class there, hallelujah. For those of you that didn't, I my heart aches because it was a red carpet from the moment you walked in. The bleachers that used to be upstairs in Studio A uh, were built, rebuilt in, in LA bleachers with red carpeting on them. There were solid glass walls that you could see into every class happening. And it was an incredible place. And for a lot of people in LA that took there while I was open those two years, they often say to me, you know, that was a really special time in our lives. Even Eliana in our last episode yes. was saying how special that studio was. And I mean, listen, 
it was, you know, it was sad, obviously, but you still have a space in LA for people to come take class with you to yeah, enjoy. Yeah, that was amazing. I bet. And I'm sad that I personally never got 10, to see 10,000 square feet. Yeah. I did get to see the original studio, though, which I'm very, very, very grateful for. Uh, we were just talking in the future. We're going to do a kind of more in-depth talk about the Pittsburgh studio. We're going to have Sandy Powers on. It's yeah. going to be nice. No, it's no, gonna... no. I know. I'm shaking my head because it's not there anymore. And I never, ever, ever, ever in a million years when I built that studio and cut that ribbon, I thought when I die, my godchild will own this and mm. be doing this. Well, like you, you know, like we'll discuss and like you've talked about, it's still with children. And I think that that ultimately is a beautiful thing still. But to end on a happy note, to end today's episode, our 10th episode on a happy note, uh, we actually have an announcement that we are partnering with Herdat Media. Herdat Media. Woo woo! Yes. Uh, Thanks they, so much for coming on board with yes. Leave It on the Dance Floor. It's very exciting. Um, we're going to be in the company of some other fabulous uh, reality-based podcasts. Tell them. Yes, like uh, Teresa Judice's podcast, Namaste, Bitches. We're going to set up a Namaste, collab. Namaste, Bitches. Yes. So Teresa obviously will be a future guest, and Abby will also be on her show. We're also going to be in the company of Melissa Rivers, who is just fabulous, and I... <sighs> You know, if we get, you know, we will get her on our show, but I mean, just her mother is so important to me and so important to so many people, Joan. You know, well, Joan I, you know, when I had my nip and tuck done, mm. I couldn't be put under yes. because of Joan Rivers mm -hmm. and what happened. Yes. And she Horrible. passed away because she wasn't in a real hospital. So they say. That and, was it. and because of negligence, in my yeah, opinion. Negligence. Yes. Also, however, well. Yes, negligence, mm -hmm. of course. But if you're in a real hospital, they have the people there. They have the yes. means and the ways to save your life. Uh, when you're in a procedure center yes. or a surgical center, when you're in a surgical center or a procedure center, they don't have that equipment there. They don't have life-saving tactics to use because it's just a little nip and tuck. So I was not allowed to do that. They did not want me to go under anymore, under anesthesia. So I did it awake. Well, well, I mean, listen, at least, you know, something not good can come out of her passing. But like, no, no situations like that are going to happen again. But no. anyway, we are so excited to be in the company yes. of Melissa and Teresa. Uh, above Deck, some people from the Below Deck show on Bravo were also in the company of company with. I know that. Uh, I know her too. Yes. yes. Uh, so we have a lot of exciting, uh, you know, not necessarily Dance Moms related collabs coming with the podcast, but it's it's just really nice, especially after only ten episodes. It's really cool. You know. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations to you. And uh, you know, just really quickly, something I want to leave on the dance floor. Uh, I definitely understand some feedback saying that I'm a little biased because we are friends, we are family. So What do you mean biased? Well, it's, just it's a people, show. yes, it's a show and some people say that I kiss your butt all the time and that maybe I'm the new Melissa and let me tell you something. Very different people. But I just want to say that I hear that and you know, I'm going to not be as biased as people like to but, say. But, but you're my friend. Yes, and, and I and yeah. We're not this isn't an interview with a news channel. Exactly. Or you're not coming at me trying to get me to trip up. Yes. You love the show. You love what happened on it. Yes. You want to explore it and you want the world to know that what they saw on television isn't 
maybe what was really going on. Exactly. Or there were and other things going on. In, in lieu of that, mm -hmm. there was a lot more. And that's what you wanted to dive into. Yes. And that's what you wanted to delve into. And that's what you wanted to explain to the world. Yes. And, and so what? I agree. I agree. And so all you out there, kiss my ass. I don't care. Yeah. And, you know, just people do realize that the ultimate goal of this was to be positive, but... It's it's just been very refreshing, and you know, obviously, partnering with our new friends at Heard at Media is going to be great—a uh, really cool, fun direction that the show is going to take. And we will have JoJo on. There's been some questions about where's JoJo. We've tried to schedule it like two or three different times, but you yeah, guys have to understand that Abby and JoJo are two very busy people between traveling all the time. Right, and as soon as I get back to LA, she leaves. Yeah, and then when she's back in LA, I'm gone. So, yeah, so we'll get it together. It's it's definitely happening. Do, I want to do Jocelyn too. Yes, yes, Jocelyn will be a guest, and a okay. couple other students from the show, which we're gonna leave as a surprise. But we have in the in the tank and confirmed, and uh, yeah, just big thank you for listening. Ten ten weeks. Woo ten weeks. Woo. Yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah. And uh, if you guys want to, like I said, enter to win uh, 10 signed pictures of Abby Lee Miller, you can become an ALDC elite on patreon.com slash the real Abby Lee, as well as Abby's YouTube channel for the premium membership. And, uh, and that's the, at the real Abby Lee Miller, the real Abby Lee Miller. Yes. Okay. And uh, it's exciting. And don't you worry, guys, we'll throw some shirts in there. Don't worry. You well, guys I think will... even a rhinestone hoodie is on its way. Oh, yes. Yes. We have a whole that's new restock coming deal. on the yes. website. Yes, yes. For the holidays. So definitely stay tuned. And you can use code ALDC elite at checkout. But right, um, now, Michael, I'm hungry. Let's eat. Yes, I agree. We need to eat, guys. We, we've been in New York. We're, we're, we're starving. Um, thank you for joining. And like I said, we'll do another Studio Rescue and we'll be a little bit more in detail. But yes. it's been great. And uh, So all of you, thank you for joining us here on Leave It on the Dance Floor. Until next time, point your feet, straighten your legs, jazz hands. <laughs> Bye, guys. ALDC Elites, thank you so very much for listening. Be sure to subscribe and give Leave It on the Dance Floor a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to watch each week and see exclusive behind-the-scenes content like my never-seen-before pictures and videos from the competitions, some even taken from the wings, classes at the ALDC studio in Pittsburgh, or even our iconic dance concerts, head over to Patreon or become a member on YouTube Premium, linked in the show notes each week. See you on the flip side. Yeah.